Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Sack and Jack. First episode of September 2021. This is, we're coming up on two full years, Rob, as I say that. October 2019 was when we embarked on this journey. Dude, you're talking about two or coming up close to three, right? I don't know. My math. Is we're entering our third year, entering our third season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Entering our third, yeah. Entering it's our finishing third Finishing up to, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. it's, yeah. Wow. Time flies, bro. Let me ask you this personal question before we talk anything to do with zags or sports or things that matter. Do I look fatter when I shave? So, Jack, I was at Mod's Pizza the other day. Okay. And um, someone goes, love the podcast. Tell your liberal friend <laughs> that he needs to eat sand. Oh. <laughs> and so, maybe, he thinks I'm, maybe he thinks I'm skinny? I don't know. But I just, after you just said that, I, that just popped to my head. And so, no, I think you look great. But Eat, I, eat sand or pound sand? maybe i don't even know but i started dying out laughing yeah. but i love you jack man i would i greatly appreciate working with you man i oh, do no i don't i don't mind back to me I, looking fat do you i know i know that's what brought it up do you think i look fat when i shave cuz i will never admit to a man i will never even answer a man's question like this i really won't what i thought we were buds i thought we, we were are pals. buds that's why i'm having a hard time with this like do well, i be look, honest I, with I, me i am going to be honest with you here's the thing jack <laughs> i think you need to miss you have to phrase it better when you said i look do i look fat i just think of a woman asking me that <clears throat> the angle of my laptop is like up at me it's like it's shooting up at me you know what i mean so, so i'm looking like under my chin how do you I, do your selfies then i don't generally do selfies but i mean isn't there an time, angle you have to get an angle yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i gotta do it up you gotta do it up so maybe next time i set this up um because i'm always moving my laptop around maybe i'll have it i'll be sure because i don't i hate looking at fat jack for an hour i don't think you're fat dude yeah well come on i'm not skinny well are you i've never been because skinny, we though. did our we did our test we did our test and well, are your our trophy or whatever we had with Matt saying you were what are you two oh five now or oh no 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 I'm at yeah 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 as of last night pre dinner I was I was two oh one so I'm like I'm like I'm yeah I'm consistent what? yeah I don't know if you do look <laughs> fat what are you talking about you obviously lost four pounds I can't remember if we talked about this last episode or I know we've talked about it before but it's just um. You know, I like the scruff. I like the scruff. And I just shaved yesterday and there's minimal scruff hiding my hiding my my fat. But you know what? Those are small problems compared mm. to the problems of the world today, pal. Oh, I don't even turn on the news. Problems of the world today. Um, we recorded last Wednesday. And then we didn't get our episode out until Friday morning. Then did on Thursday. Did we have people get upset about that? No. People people are good. Then on Thursday, uh, HoopFest shut down. So that's why we made no mention of HoopFest. Bummer for everybody involved. I'm wearing my HoopFest shirt out of solidarity. Man, I don't think people understand the 
the magnitude of how much that affects Spokane. And like, I know some people are complaining that they can't get their refunds back or whatever, but you know, we need this. We who fest and the whole group that is behind it. People don't realize there's a lot of volunteer work that gets involved there. Um, and there's a lot of people that help that just use their time. So with that being said, the money that is not getting refunded back is going to try to set us up for the future. That's all it is, man. I would say, and we might be alienating people who aren't in Spokane. Um, uh, to those of you, I would say pound sand. Kidding. Yeah, pound sand. <laughs> I didn't know how but, to respond no, to no, that no, when I, he you, said too. No, the response is like, perfect. You laughed. It's hard, dude, because people need to realize like Hoopfest is such a tradition around here, and it it this is an impacting so many other people than just the basketball players. It's impacting the whole city. And my fear, and I'm knocking on wood, and I hope I'm completely wrong, is my fear is I hope no one else comes and thinks about doing a hoop fest in their own city. Oh. I didn't even think about that. You know, um, I, well, I, it's, that I would know, change Spokane. Who, I mean. Well, exactly. It'll water it down. Oh, 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 oh. I, see. I mean, it's such an undertaking. It would take it's it would take so long to build up equity in a community to the point where everyone's on board and they shut down. Well, down I just for well, two, that's two days. that's uh, the Gus Macker over in uh, the the tournament I played in. They do they do a city every weekend in the Midwest. Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. That's a way to uh, to build momentum. Well, no, it's been going on for some odd like. Even Jalen Rose talks about being in the Gus Macker. It's that old. It's like, I think they're coming up to the 48th season of the Gus Macker tournament. Are you going to play in it next year? Oh, yeah. I've and Now it's becoming a tradition. I'm what sure. did you win? Uh, I, did we? I don't know if you've ever seen the trophy. Not a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. That's elite division. Yep. If For those of you listening on your phones, which is like 99% of you. That is uh it's a basketball, but he looks like he's an animated basketball. So yeah. kind of like Mr. Peanut with he, a Mr. Peanut hat. One, spot on. Spot on. <laughs> Mr. Peanut mixed with Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So congratulations. That's elite division. That's the yeah. top dog division. You know, somebody's got to be the top dog. Right. In in what? Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Bro. <laughs> hell yeah. Um, we but are. That's talking- what I'm. That's my fear, though, man. Because you know, um, it's been out two years now, and we, I just don't want some other team to go. Oh, let's do hoop fest or hoop it up or whatever it may be in our city and start taking away the players on that weekend, you know, somebody just needs to find that weekend in the end of summer or whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be optimistic about it all. I know you're nothing if not optimistic. Um, yeah. So truly heart goes out to everybody involved in who fest. Um, you know, it's people's livelihoods too. It's not just just people losing a weekend of fun. Uh, bars, bars, hotels, restaurants. It's, it's people all who, the, 
yeah. count count on that weekend to uh, to get him through the winter, so to speak. Um, yeah, so really a bummer. Uh, we need some good news, and the good news is that Stephen Carr is joining us on the podcast today. Woo! Uh, Stephen, we'll have to ask him. He's he's coming on any second, but you know, Rob, we get Stephen on. It was like last year. I think mm. the first time he came on was like. Um, October, November, he comes on a couple of times are that those particular podcasts did really well. And then three months later, he starts his own podcast. How about that? Well, that's coincidence. I think not. uh, You know, we just gave him the path. Oh, speak of the devil. He's joining us right now in a Gonzaga polo. Uh, Stephen Carr, we were just talking. We have you on a couple of times last fall. And then all of a sudden, you start your own Locked On Zags podcast with the Locked On Network. I don't think that's a coincidence. Well, I'm sorry, Jack. I don't mean to cut us off real quick. Yeah, go for it. Is that a dollhouse behind you? (laughs) Uh, These are my wife's Lego creations. So the answer is yes, it's a dollhouse. Oh, (laughs) a huge Harry Potter fan. And so she's gotten basically every single possible Harry Potter Lego to create. And she's got a whole display of them over here. Okay. Yeah. Right on. I just, uh, yeah, that's amazing. I let her do her thing, man. You you can talk about that on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Bring her on. Talk about Legos and Harry Potter. Have you seen Annabelle? No. You the, the the doll movie? Uh-huh. I wanted to. I never saw it though. Oh, maybe you shouldn't if your wife is into inanimate objects. <laughs> you know? Um Steven Carr, locked on Zags podcast host. How was your season of uh of hosting a podcast based around Gonzaga? Yeah, it was uh tough for me because I actually started in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And so basically the last six months of the podcast is just all off season and trying to create content for three to five days a week is pretty tough. I mean, you guys do it once a week and it can be pretty tough to talk about stuff. Um, But Gonzaga is at a point now where basically on a weekly basis, there's some sort of news to talk about. Um, So I was able to get through it. We did a lot of look backs on past seasons and past players some some what ifs throughout Gonzaga history. So uh, it was exciting. Now I'm, Finally looking forward to the actual season starting. Amen. Uh, we were talking about it last episode. Being a Zag fan is now a full-time job. You used to get summers off. You definitely used to get like most of spring off. Now we got a recruit playing at some tournament. We got some three or four-star guy uh, playing at some AAU league in Tallahassee, whatever. Uh do you who I mean, no pun intended, you're as locked in as any Zag fan. Do you find it difficult tracking every single story? It's a lot. And and now we pay attention to the NBA much more than we ever have. Yeah. I mean, Rob got drafted 10 years ago in the second round, and we were thrilled. It's a big deal. Hell yeah. It Number was. 60. It was huge. And now we're 10 years later, we're yelling at the TV because Jalen Suggs got picked fifth instead of fourth overall. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the yeah. level that we're at right now. Agreed. It's crazy. It's it's wild to see how much talent is really coming through the program. And it's really cool to uh, see where we're at finally. You know, I, fi- I feel like it's well-deserved. Uh, 
macro question before we get into specifics, Stephen. Do are you nervous that we are becoming strictly a one and done destination in Spokane? And the downside of that being obviously you miss on one class, you're out of the tournament. Right. Um, not yet. Possibly in the future, but I I think they're doing well enough where they're getting like one one and done per class, and then the other really talented players end up being two year guys or three year guys. Um, and then the occasional four-year guy like Kispert or like Ben Gregg, I think is going to be a four-year program player. Um, so as long as they keep that balance where it's not just like four or five one and dones in one class, it's like one one and done and a couple two and throughs or something like that. I think they'll be okay. Uh, I know the uh, draft predictions a year out generally don't, don't hold water by the uh, end of the season, but have you seen the 2022 predictions uh a number of zags going to the first round and three freshmen i want to say or the first two rounds i should or going in the draft period um my question i guess is is this the year where obviously chet holmgren's gone hunter salas could be gone and even someone like like nolan hickman yeah i i think it's it's hard because if those two guys are first round picks, that means they're playing a lot of minutes, which means they're taking minutes away from Julian Strother or Dominic Harris or Rashir Bolton, who's a three year all Big 12 performer. So, like, if those two guys are one and done first round draft picks, that means they exploded and went ahead of other veterans on the depth chart, which it would, which would kind of be interesting. Let's talk that's about the, the that's the Go nature ahead. of the beast, though, man. I you have to bring a competition within practice and you got to fight for your spot. And it, and the thing is that's going to happen within the next level. So they better get used to it now because that's what's going to happen when they get to the NBA, they're going to have to fight for their position. So welcome to the beast, I guess, you know, are you of the opinion, Steven, that coach few could, could break from habit and, uh, go away from just playing seven, eight guys and maybe kind of have a platoon mindset when it comes to the upcoming season, maybe go 10 deep. I think it would be nine. If there's a, a nine man rotation, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but like I've said this before on my show, let's say Andrew Nemhard plays 35 minutes a game, which seems fair, right? Totally. So at the one, two and the three spots, essentially you've got 85 minutes to spread out for what we think is going to be five guys in Bolton, Salas, Hickman, Strother, and Harris. That's not a lot of minutes to go through those five people. And then you've got Watson, Timmy, and Holmgren in the front court. So I I don't know how the minutes are going to line up because if you have nine guys playing, I mean, somebody's going to get that ninth spot, which is maybe six or eight minutes a game, and that's it. So it's going to be fascinating to see what the coaching staff does with all this. I have to imagine at least one of the guys you named are going to have to take an unexpected or unwanted red shirt. If there's one player, you you don't think so? I don't think so. I, red, so maybe Rob has a different feeling on this. To me, red shirting at this point in Gonzaga's program makes you think that they're going to be there for five seasons instead of four. And a lot of these guys are two or three year players max, no matter what, like Caden Perry 
he may not play that much this year, but I still don't think he redshirts um, because he's not going to be here for more than four seasons anyway. So I, I, I don't know if Gonzaga is necessarily at the point where they're needing red shirts for anybody anymore. That's uh, interesting. It's, it's, it's a good problem to have that we have this much talent, but it's also a problem for sure, because you gotta, you really got to balance and I don't think we recruit really egotistical guys, but you got to balance ego and skill and what's best for the program at the end and what wins. I do. I mean, but ego is inevitable. Everyone's got a little bit of an ego. And I think 100%. You, have to, you, you have to have an ego at this level to compete. So it's one thing to, you know, say to the spokesman, say to Jim Meehan uh, when there's a microphone in your face. Yeah, you know what? I'm just waiting for my time. You know, there's a lot of talent on this team. I just can't wait for my moment. It, it, it's quite another to actually feel that way. So, I, I mean, I truly hope that uh, the staff is prepared to stroke said egos. Um, we'll see how it, how it shakes out. Who's your starting lineup, Stephen Carr? I've had probably 10 different starting lineups over the summer. I really don't know. I, I, I think... The one that I keep coming back to is, um, I mean, we all know Nemhard, Chet, and Timmy are all. Those are the three. Start. Those are, yeah. yeah. So really, it's the other two. And then you've got six guys that you can put in yeah. those two other spots. Um, and I keep coming back to Rashir Bolton because he's got so much experience, three year starter in a, in a power conference, all Big 12 performing. He's yeah, a yeah, yeah. player. Go Cyclones. And then I think Julian Strother is the other one just because they, he's a, a pure wing guy. Um, and so I think that's what I keep coming back to is Bolton and Strother taking those other two spots. Uh, but I think it's very possible that Nolan Hickman starts alongside Nemhard because it's, you know, Mark Few loves playing two point guards at the same time. Um, but I think, I think I'm going to go with Bolton and Strother. Uh, let's start with Strother. I, we, we saw very little of him last year, but I think – He's he's lumped together with Dominic Harris a lot, which makes sense because, you know, they came in together with Jalen, Dominic and Julian sat on the bench together. I don't think people realize Julian Strother is like legit six, seven, right? Yes. He offers a lot more physically than does a Dominic Harris. So I think that's why a lot of people are giving him the edge to play significantly more than the Dominic Harris. What what does Julian Strother bring to the court, Stephen? Uh, I mean, he's a bucket getter like he can. He's one of the best or at least he has the potential to be one of the best slashers that they've had. Um, and that's a little bit different than what they've had in the past. So uh, he's a little bit, he's a more, um, he's a different player than the other five guards that they have on the roster who are all combo guards or shooters or anything like that. It's, it's a six, seven, six, eight wing who can slash to the basket, be really physical, um, but also step out and shoot. He, he showed an improved jump shot last year than what he showed in high school. So um, I, I think if anybody is going to have that breakout season between the freshman and the sophomore group with, with Harrison Strother, I think Strother is probably the likeliest candidate. Nolan Hickman. Uh, this offseason coming in, he was, he was a little bit of an afterthought. He was, I mean, he was like the 19th guard joining the team. But then you hear rumblings that this kid can, can really play, and it's going to be tough keeping him off the court. As you mentioned, he's, he's been in and out of your starting lineup what is Nolan Hickman's game? Cause he's a, he's not a big guy. He's definitely a, a true point guard, isn't he? Correct. And he's really the only other true point guard on the roster, like Bolton, 
Harris, uh, Salas, all those guys are combo guards, might be a little bit better off the ball. Hickman is a pure point guard, great vision, good passing ability, um, can lead an offense as opposed to being uh, more off the ball like like Dominic Harris. So I, I think with Fuse's tendency to play multiple point guards on the court at the same time in the past, I think that's a reason that Hickman probably will get significant minutes in his first year. So let's go with your starting five. Give me your rotation, guys, from six through nine. Yes, I know. Uh, these are the tough questions. Um, well, you know Watson's going to play. And yes. I, I think – so, Rob, you give me your opinion on this. With this roster, do you think we're more likely to see four guards? So, let's say, like, Nemhard, Hickman, Salas plus Strother surrounding Chet Holmgren. So, like, four guards and Chet. Or do you think we're more likely to see Watson, Timmy, and Chet all on the court together and they go super big? I see Timmy and Chet playing more and then and then Watson coming off the bench. Agreed. So I just see that combination. But do I see us playing four out one in? Absolutely. Like there's all there's going to be tons of guards, but the pressure is also Chet has to play, and you got an all you got an all American Timmy that has to play, so you got to put those guys on the court. Agreed. But then there's the Watson thing. Like if Watson takes this big jump, that's can you play all three of those guys at the same time together? That's on him. Really, he needs to like we we always get on him a bunch, you know, on this show, but he needs to take a huge leap this year to get minutes straight up. If he does take that leap, Stephen, uh, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say it's Anton Watson and Drew Timmy kind of as the four five role. Uh don't you think Chet would be comfortable playing the three? At oh, this absolutely. level, yeah, don't yeah, you? Sure. I have to imagine the coaching staff, few in particular, kind of promised him, "Hey, you're going to get plenty of opportunities on the perimeter if you come here." So, to your to your question, I think we're going to see a lot of those three guys on the court with Anton and Timmy doing the heavy lifting down low, and Chet kind of floating around freelancing, which is the- which is going to cut into the playing time of someone like Julian Stroff. Yeah, correct. So I don't know. It's tough. I think Watson and Hickman are probably the sixth and seventh. Um, and then Salas and Harris are going to fight out minutes for that eighth and ninth spot. And we'll see which one of those two guys steps up and earns those minutes. Uh, non-conference game you are most excited for. Let me rephrase. Duke or UCLA? Ooh. Uh, I'm more excited for UCLA. I think they might end up having – a better chance of losing to Duke just because it's the third game in five days. Yeah, but Duke it's, is playing. Isn't Duke? Oh no, UCLA has no, a game on UCLA. Yeah. UCLA, but UCLA has a game on Monday. We have a game on Monday, so that's fair. Going to hang out Tuesday. in Vegas for a couple days and then play right. Duke. So I don't know, um, but I, I think UCLA is one of the few teams in all of America that can match up like individually one on one. With Gonzaga, so if the game lives up to anywhere as close as their Final Four game, 
excuse me, um, it's going to be another instant classic. Uh, if we get out of Vegas in November undefeated, I imagine odds are, in your opinion, we're going undefeated. We will be undefeated heading into the tournament. Boy, that's that's so hard to say. I know it I mean, is. Last, but year, that's was, what, last listen, year was magical, man. Steven, we have a Gonzaga podcast, and it's September 2nd. Like these are the questions that are going to be asked. I hope so. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want us to go undefeated. I really don't. I need one or two losses, and that's and that's not. But I mean, looking at the schedule, where do the losses come from? Um, I mean, I I can't imagine we're losing in Seattle to to Alabama. Would you be shocked if they lost to BYU on the road with fans back in right? Right. No, I wouldn't. You know, I just think yeah. we need it, up. you need we need those are all just great learning experiences when you lose and it brings you back to earth a little bit, you know. Um I thought when we played Baylor that just gave a chip for Baylor the whole time. Granted, you know, uh we we could have played better, but Baylor just was looking at us like all right, these guys are number 1 the whole time and I think it just brings you back to earth a little bit more when you just get that loss and you say, okay, now what do we need to do? What are, what are our weaknesses to get better at for the next game? Biggest question mark or marks going into this season, Stephen, outside of the, the rotation? Three-point shooting. I mean, Andrew Nemhard's the only guy on the roster that's hit more than 23s last season. Everybody else is – I mean, they're losing Kispert, they're losing Suggs, they're using Ayayi. Even Aaron Cook hit 25 threes last year. So I don't know outside of Chet Holmgren where the three-point shooting's coming from on this roster. Obviously, they're so unbelievably efficient inside the arc. I mean, they set the NCAA record for two-point field goal percentage last year. But they also still had a lethal shooter from beyond the arc in Kispert. And Suggs, Kispert, and Suggs. And it was the same way in – 2019 when they had that Rui and Brandon Clark year like that team was unbelievable at the rim but they still had Zach Norvell from beyond the arc and a younger Corey Kispert like this team's going to need somebody to be you know a lethal knockdown shooter and I don't know who that's going to be yet it's probably going to be Chet Chet may end up leading the team in three-pointers I don't know um I I, Harris man I, I think I think Harris's path to playing time is going to be to be just that lethal knockdown shooter from deep Agreed. It can't be Hunter Salas. Maybe, as you hear my dog barking in the background. Yeah. Um, it, it can be. I think you, he's more of a you... mid-range shooter than he is a three-point shooter, but he can certainly translate that, I hope. <sighs> Any chance Anton Watson could develop a jumper? I think Dude, we three I think last school. I think last time we had you on, this was your uh, your wish list for the second half of the season and it didn't come to fruition. You did, you were a bad boy cause you didn't get your wish. I think wh- you, you wanted him to shoot over like 30% from threes or something like that. I can't remember. That'd be great. But I've just um, said it. I mean, he shot threes in high school. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think that shoulder injury that he had really messed with his confidence as a shooter. And now I think, that he's had a full off season of being actually healthy and developing his game. Cause last off season, he just rehabbed the whole time. Uh, I think so you're right. I think I think okay. his shoulder is obviously a problem, but uh, it's his head more than anything. That shoulder injury affected his psyche, and I think he's been battling back ever since. Not to say he can't 
I mean, Anton Watson's just the guy that gets lost in, in the shuffle right now with all this exciting um, lineup season talk. He's definitely going to be in the rotation. He's earned that, right? But I, I mean, I don't know. I don't trust him. I've always say, been I don't trust Anton leading Watson. the Anton Watson hype train. I'm, I'm still a huge believer. You and I Rob both. I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I'm I mean, wanting honestly. him to be success. I want him here to be success, uh, successful. I think he has the talent, the skill, um, to go to the next level. I just, it's up to him now. Really, it's all mental now for him. And if he wants to do it, I think he needs, like you said, he needs to be able to shoot threes, be able to take guys off the dribble. If he has one or two dribbles, go rip, go to the hoop. But it's all mental now. He has everything. He has it all. So now he just has to get his head on right. And I think the next level is for him. But he's going to have to compete for his position this year and time. Uh, name, image, license, uh, name, Im- image, license, name, image, likeness, Stephen Carr. Uh, does Zips have their fingernails in any of the guys yet? Not that I know. Rob, what would you have uh, made money on when you were in school? Nothing illegal or nothing legal. Excuse <laughs> me. I was going to say it wouldn't have been pretty good. It would have been the Kentucky bar at uh, state line. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chet Holgram's. Instagram account is creative in a sense that is he a big editor guy? I have no idea. I don't have an Instagram anymore. So, oh, God damn for I you. Say, God damn, Steven. Welcome no Facebook, to the no club. Instagram. That stuff is just garbage for your mind. They, because I think oh, he, man. I think he, I think he edited a hype video of the crossover experience and uploaded it himself to YouTube. No, people nice. do that. No, 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 no. Because on his story, he's like pressing the button upload. I wonder if somebody like did it for him and like sent it to him to. That's how that always works. To like you They'll send you videos of yourself or whatever and like or highlight. And then you they get or like the the graphic in the background or something like that. And then they just, hey, can you just give me a shout out? <laughs> I. Yeah, I don't know. I want to believe that he's like a nerd with you know, final cut on his desktop right now. What great. They- if he go- goes into the Gonzaga broadcasting program, I'm all for that. Yeah. Six months. I don't mm. even know if he can get <laughs> com one Oh one in. Um, where do the freshmen live now? Great question. Uh, I have no idea. That is a how old wonderful. are you, Steven? Are you 28, 29? Uh, I just turned 29 on Tuesday. Yeah. We're all old men. We can't be speculating about where these 18 year olds are living. Dismet. It's I don't depressing. know. It hasn't been dismet in years. I know that's the most depressing thing. I think it's Tui now, maybe. Tui? That's where I lived when I was a sophomore. I wasn't that wasn't that for the smart kids, Steven? It was like uh not the group that I was living uh, with. Okay. That was All a right. nice place too. Tui yeah, it was nice. great. I and I lived it. at the um the Red Lion Hotel when I was a freshman because oh overflow, you were one of those that overflow sucks. overflow uh, student housing but it was awesome because it had temperature control like you had your AC and your heater yep. in the room so yep. better than living in CM um, the um, uh, Smet just had some some history man I don't know your own bathroom too must oh yeah it's great line. oh but dude shower. in the winter in the winter when there's snow on those bridges like you're not coming to campus at all right. I mean, you it was have a to cross a bridge. Like, if I wanted to go to the, the old cafeteria, it was on the other side of campus. But 
Gonzaga's broadcasting department was a two minute walk. So oh, that yeah, was that's nice. super nice. But the rest of campus is way the heck out there. That's <sighs> super nice. Oh, I'm just getting. I'm reminiscing about the Smet. Just how you guys brought that up, Jack down and Corkery. Woo. Uh never oh yeah, Corkery. Oh I forgot. you guys boy. it felt like you were in Corkery for years, you Stephen Austin, but it was just one year, huh? One year. Yeah. And I wasn't even really there for that year. Did you guys all have your own room? Yes. There's three apartments of Corkery, is that right? You three rooms. Three rooms, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. God bless it. Neither here nor there. Um, all right, Stephen Carr, uh, he, I mean, his love for, uh, dolls and playhouses and Gonzaga basketball is just a small part of him. He's also a big college football guy, specifically big sky. This question is brought to you by betonline.ag Stephen Carr, who wins the big sky? Well, I, um, I'm very fond of Eastern Washington because I've worked so many games there. I also do a college football package for Montana and Montana State, and both of those teams are extremely talented. But I would be an idiot if I didn't pick Weber State, Boom. the defending Big Sky champions who my brother also coaches for. So if I said anybody besides Weber State, uh, I think I'd get beat up by him, and he could absolutely beat me up. Despite him being my little brother, he is jacked out of his mind. What position he is does he coach? jacked out of his mind. He's a, a special teams and defensive assistant. Okay. And Where did he play? Yoked. He didn't play. Well, he played in high school okay. um, and he actually went to Gonzaga. And um, then he went to Australia to coach football for two Makes years. Sense. Natural path. And yep. Coached high school football as an assistant and then went to Colorado to be a strength and conditioning intern over there. And now he's at Weaver State as a defensive and special teams assistant, working his way up the ranks. I tell you, you got to do it. Final question, final, final, last final question. Uh, true or false, if Gonzaga doesn't win a national championship, this season is a failure. False. God damn it, Steven. That's BS and you know it. <laughs> That's BS. I don't, who cares? It's, it's, gonna, it's a failure. Oh, shit. According to betonline.ag, <laughs> oh, according to betonline.ag, we are the overwhelming favorites to win the national championship. I think we're lying to ourselves if we say, wait, did you, were you wearing a polo and then put on a Zag polo and then put on a Zag quarter zip? No, it's been the same quarter zip. Oh, okay. I thought he was wearing a polo and then put a quarter zip on top. In what time were you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think it's a failure. But maybe my opinion changes as the season progresses. I doubt it. We're in September. We don't even know what the, the rotation or these players even look like. Thank That's you. why Thank I'm saying you. it's not a failure. Thank you, you Stephen. Again in January. Um, all right. I'll hold you to it. I'll ask you again in January. Perfect. But you'll probably be political and like wishy-washy, but that's fine. Um, Stephen Carr, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend, my friend. You got it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, thank you to Stephen Carr. I might as well read this ad while we, uh, while we have a break here, Rob Sacre. Ooh. BetOnline.ag. Let me put it up on a phone. This is called. Can we get, can we get Manscaped back? I don't know. We got to. Let's get Manscaped back. We got to get Manscaped back. Get Manscaped back. Cause that was fun. It's the time of year again. And all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. 
Get all your updated odds, props, and contests on betonline.ag, online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, now open at betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. 100% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Betonline.ag. I have, um, I don't know if this will be out, but I, I don't like, I love you, uh, Ohio State tonight, minus 14 at Minnesota. It's a square pick. I don't care. <laughs> The Ohio, Ohio State. State. Do you like uh, thoughts and prayers to Louisiana people? Oh, by the way, yeah. You do you know. like you? Go LSU. ahead. LSU. Do you do you like LSU at UCLA this weekend? Of course you do. Absolutely. Uh, how's your family? Fam's good. Everybody's healthy. You know, uh, we can't be killed by no storm. So no, no, we're good. We're uh, we're we're striving. Nothing really. Uh, a lot of rain, a lot of flooding, not like New York, obviously, but no, it was good. Everybody's safe, man. That's all that matters. What's crazy was the evacuation out of New Orleans. That was wild, bro. Oh, so that, so I heard from New Orleans to Houston is like Seattle to Spokane. Yeah. About four hours. Yeah. The evacuation, it took 20 hours yeah. to get to Houston. I'd imagine. Bumper. To bumper. Was that Interstate 10? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. I'm Love a, that. yeah. Well, I'm a nerd. Um, I, did you, you didn't have a Katrina experience. Did I you? was there. You were there. I was there. Get was out of there. here. I was there when it hit. Um, I was supposed to fly back, I think, two or three days after it hit. And my flight got canceled because I was flying out of New Orleans. And so I was down there. Uh, it was just wild, man. Um, uh, it's just a it's it's a, it was a sad deal. And it was just wild to see all different ranges of emotion. I think some people were really grateful for, you know, being able to get out. Some really were sad. Some were um, angry. All there was just a lot of people's mixed emotions throughout you were that in whole... you were in baton rouge i was just outside of baton rouge okay, at the time okay. so uh the so storm... you were hit but it wasn't it wasn't too bad for you no it, the storm was supposed to the eye of the storm was supposed to go over us and then overnight it shifted to um it shifted east so it didn't go over us mm. but dude it was just crazy and you'd be uh i remember helping out at the shelter at that time and um it was crazy to see how people would watch the TV on like CNN and stuff and they'd see their house and they'd break down and cry. And you're like, Oh boy. Like it's this so is... nuts. It's so crazy. Well, how about that? You want to talk about that? We want to talk Wild about the is... you were just in Tahoe. You were in Tahoe. No, you were. Oh yeah. 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 And that yeah, place yeah. is on fire. I was like, you were in Tahoe. It didn't tell me. Um, yeah, dude, it, it's the new norm, man. No, I don't know. I don't. August, September, and it's not like it's devastating. Like you know, people plan all year to do their week long vacation in Tahoe, and it's ruined. Not unlike similar situation in Chelan. You know, people in Washington 
plan all year to go spend a week in Chelan and it's ruined by the wildfires. You know, you can hardly go outdoors when you are outdoors. You feel guilty. Like right. I shouldn't be out here. I'm definitely going to be sick. Um, it, it, it sucks, man. It, I just feel for everybody that's going through something that, you know, it's a natural disaster that they can't really control. So, um, that being said, man, uh, thoughts and prayers go out to y'all, but on a good note, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, happy Labor Day. Any Labor Day plans, Rob? Do you have like uh, soccer practice and BS? Dude, these kids yeah. have so many events now. Uh-huh. I don't even, I don't even have a personal life. I don't know God what a personal it. life looks like anymore, bro. Good. Well, I actually do. I shouldn't say that. I was going to say that. <laughs> But uh, no, man, we got plans. We're probably going to go and hang out at Mayor Kipp's place in the river and um, just enjoy life, man. Enjoy good company and drink a beer here and there and think of you, brother. Good, good. Back at you. Uh, drink, uh, drink some brown liquor for me, too. If you Oh, could. I've been drinking whiskey. Good. Heavy as good. of late. You know, as far as like your health goes. And if you want to c- catching a buzz, I-, I imagine just sipping whiskey is the best way to go rather That's than rather than 10 beers. 100 percent. I just oh I did. I just drink Pendleton now. And I this month is the first month I've stopped chewing and I've stopped uh smoking black amounts. Hey, there you go. Good for you. So, You're inhaling yeah. all the smoke though. No, it's clear blue. Is it clear now? Man. Good. Yeah. Good. So life is good, brother. All right. What do you got for us? I got a good one today. Don't put the key to your happiness in someone else's pocket. From the corner, and it's over. Gonzaga, the flipper still fits. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.